What up, AOTA family? Welcome to Passing Period and All of the Above Podcast Extra. My name is Manuel Rustin, your favorite teacher's favorite teacher, and I'm here with Jeffrey Garrett. And this here Passing Period episode, for those of you that are new, if you are just joining us for the very first time, well, first of all, Thank you for joining us. We are glad that you came across our show one way or another. Uh, but do know these passing periods come in between our full all of the above episodes. Our full all of the above episodes have news and headlines and analysis and super dope guests that come by and, and help us explore uh, different issues in education in, in much more um, deep and, and, and important ways. And in between those full episodes, which take a while to record and take, take a while to edit because they also go on our YouTube channel. It's a video show as well. Uh, so in between those, we drop these passing period episodes, which are a bit shorter and it's just Jeff and I exploring a particular story or topic that maybe didn't make it into our most recent full episode. Now, if you are just joining us for the first time, our most recent full episode was with Dr. Sosin Jaber, and she helped us explore how our school system can better support and see and include our Arab and Muslim students, particularly in the post 9-11 world of just, just intense bigotry and Islamophobia and all of that. Next week's full episode, we'll have Carolyn Roberts, who will help us explore decolonizing the classroom and what that actually means in a, in a real meaningful way. What does it look like? Why is it important? So make sure you hit that subscribe button so you don't miss out on any of those. But here, Passing period today, Jeff. Man, how, first of all, how are you doing? And secondly, uh, what are we what are we talking about during this passing period? Man, I am doing just fine. Uh, thank you for asking. And um, today we have a a really interesting conversation, man. Well, troubling for sure, but um, just an interesting conversation coming to us from uh, the Central York um, School District. Okay, uh, which for, for those of the all of you who don't know where Central York <laughs> School District is, uh, it is in southern Pennsylvania. So think if you made a um, like a, a triangle between Central York uh, to the west, Philadelphia to the east and Baltimore to the south, it's it's like the uh, it's like the angle that makes the right triangle between Philadelphia and Baltimore. If that makes any sense, so maybe that is uh, some, some cartography right there, Jeff. Yeah, man, we're social studies teachers out here. Break break out those maps, people. Um, <laughs> but but another way to say it, it's like fifty miles away from both Baltimore and Philadelphia. Okay, so small community. I, I would probably say not suburban, but probably more small town, right? And um, this place <laughs> has been in the news because their school board was considering, as many places around the country have been considering, an utterly insane and fascist banning of books uh, related to the, the boogeyman of, of the day among our, our right-wing um, friends and colleagues here. Uh, but books that would be so-called divisive and teach critical race theory and teach white people to hate themselves and all of that. Um, so the district uh, came up with this list, like they actually put together a banned book list, which is both hilarious and deeply troubling, okay? Because first of all, it's not all just books. Some of it is like videos and web domains and a Sesame Street town hall on, on race, okay? So they don't want Big Bird talking to the kids about race, Manuel, because critical race theory, critical race. Of course not, critical, critical race, race theory. theory. Uh, 
<laughs> so, I mean, wild, wild story. Okay, so the district is getting ready to capitulate to racist white people's demands that they uh, ban all these books. And the community rose up and was like, nah, son, we ain't having that. Um, and the school board responded by, at least for now, not passing or rescinding this, this book ban. Um, and so you may have seen some posts uh, on Twitter about this. There's a, um, they got a, you know, a hashtag going, hashtag end the ban. Um, and yeah, it's, I mean, it's, it's fascinating, Manuel. Um, sadly, this kind of stuff is, you know, is not unique in our country uh, nowadays, maybe even growing in our country nowadays, but glad to see that um, there's some good organizing happening around this in Pennsylvania. Um, and yeah, this, I mean, this list, Manuel, I'm just, this it's is so, amazing. It's, it's so fascist, dude. <laughs> like, I it's don't know like, what to say. you can't help but marvel at it. It's, there's so <laughs> yes. many things on this list. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Talk, t talk us through some of your, some of your thoughts or favorites from this well, list. First of all, shout out, first and foremost, shout out to the student activists who, who stood up and said, no, hell nah. So, uh, you know, this ban was... Well, the school board said it was not a ban, but it was like freezing these materials until they have time to look into them or whatever. Uh -huh. You know how, uh -huh. how folks like to look into it and do their research or whatever. Uh -huh. um, but, you know, it's it's been in place for like a year or something like that. So it's like, how how long? How, how much time do you need here? So shout out to the students who... Um, organized a peaceful uh, walk-in protest to, to basically say like, hell no, nah, man, this is, this is some trash here. So in, in my reading of, of the story, there's, there's an organization, a student group called Panther Anti-Racist Union. And there's their advisor is Ben Hodges, who's a high school teacher at Central York High School. And the you know, advisor of that group, and they, they organized a, a walk-in protest that has been going on for, I think uh, it was a two-day protest a couple weeks ago, and then things went viral, and, and hundreds of students and, and family members showed up to the school board with, with various signs that read, like, you know, Black history is American history, uh, we are stronger together, diversity is a strength, not a weakness, and that pressure, that they, they applied pressure onto the school board, and the school board backed down from this ban, so shout out to them first and foremost, but also shout out to whoever, and it might, might have been one of them, uh, put together this little infographic that lists all of the materials that were banned, and you have to zoom in, you have to, like, super zoom in, because the text is so small because there's so many things that were banned and there's like a segment for like materials that were banned for learners materials that were banned for educators online resources that are banned documentaries banned videos banned articles and all these things and it's just like i'm looking at the the section that says for educators like the resources that are banned for educators first of all the notion that you would ban materials for educators like are you saying that your own teachers, your own educators in your school system aren't knowledgeable and like, smart enough to discern like quality resources from resources that are problematic in some kind of way? Like you don't trust them making that decision. So therefore you're gonna implement this ban and say that your teachers cannot read Cultivating Genius by Goldie Muhammad. That's one of the things on this list. They cannot read Whistling Vivaldi by Stanford, the psychologist and super dope researcher Claude Steele, like they can't, they can't read that. And then other items on this list, like there's the obvious stuff. They banned how to be anti-racist. Uh, you know, they don't want their educators reading that. Um, that's no surprise there. 
They also pa banned uh, Christopher Emden's. No, no pedagogy of the oppressed for teachers in Central York, apparently. Oh, uh, of course. I didn't even look to see if that's on here. Oh, I'm sure on that's there. on here. If it's not, on it's there. only not on here because they <laughs> didn't know about it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we want to do more than survive. You know, the uh, Dr. Patini Love's book is on there. But also on there is, you know, Dr. Christopher Emden's um, For White Folks Who Teach in the Hood and the rest of y'all too. And as far as folks who write about and speak about race and racism in our school system, you know, Christopher Emden, in my my view of it, is, is one of those voices who tends to be a little more, um, what's the word? Not palatable, but like he approaches it in such a way that I feel like it really resonates with a lot of educators who maybe are are a little put off by by uh, some of the other messages from other uh, educators. I, I don't know. It just seems like for them to limit his book, and he's such a motivating, energetic type person. I'm like, wow, they really don't want anybody speaking anything about race. And then you look at the list of things that are banned for the students. And there's like the obvious, like silly stuff, children's books about uh, Rosa Parks and the uh, children's book about Ruby Bridges. Like they don't want their students reading that. There's a book on here about Pele, the, the Brazilian soccer star. Like there's a little biography about him that students are not, like you can't even learn about the freaking greatest soccer player of all time. And it's just ridiculous. And then you look at their online resources that are banned. They literally wrote, www.tolerance.org, which of course is teaching tolerance, now known as learning for justice, like all their stuff, the whole thing, everything, anything on the on the website, banned. Uh, it's just ridiculous, man. It's it's ridiculous how extensive this list is. It's terrifying how extensive this list is, but it's just also like you can't help but marvel at it. Like somebody really <laughs> took the time to put together a master list of anything and everything by author of color or about race in any kind of way. It's just wild, man. It's wild. Yeah. It's totally wild, dude. And here here so we've we've talked a few times about this in in different on our show, um, on uh, our appearance on Champagne Sharks uh, a couple weeks ago with uh, with Vita Starr. Uh, I think we are I think this list is the perfect encapsulation, Manuel, of why I believe so strongly that we are fighting the fight around so-called critical race theory on exactly the wrong playing field. Like we got to stop talking about critical race theory altogether. And we got to start talking about these people's agenda, which is to instill a, a just a, a curriculum that lies to children and is deeply white supremacist and harmful, right? Like they are attempting to do psychological violence to our kids or to continue doing psychological violence to our kids. And we can't stand for it. And who cares about, critical race theory one way or another, frankly. Because looking at this list, Manuel, it is, like you said, you have to marvel at it because on the one hand, you're like, wow, they just, it's a long list. On the other hand, you're like, there's a million books that are like about people of color in some way or mention people of color in some way. And this is one tiny drop in the bucket. But let me share some of the things that are on here just to get, just to give you a sense, okay, of how bonkers these people are. Okay, so there's a book called Pink is for Boys by Rob Perlman. I haven't read Pink is for Boys, but like I could probably guess what Pink is for Boys is about. What does that have to do with critical race theory? <laughs> like, I don't know, okay? There's a book called Sonia Sotomayor, A Judge Grows in the Bronx by Jonah Winter, okay? I can also imagine what this 
totally non-controversial profile of a Supreme Court justice is, is about, okay? Like one of those skinny hardcover books you used to get in the library when you were a kid, man. Yep. That's like Sonia Sotomayor is a hero. She is a great judge. Like, come on, man. This is crazy. Um, there's, there is a book called I Love My Hair. By Natasha Anastasia Tarpley. Okay, like what? Like what are we doing here? This is bananas. Okay, there is. Um, what else we got here? There, I am Martin Luther King Jr. Okay, uh, <laughs> uh, this, I mean the level of. Uh, just catch all like, oh, this has a brown person in it. Oh, this has a gay person in it. Oh, this has a woman in it. Like, and and heaven forbid any intersections of, of those identities. Man, like, heaven that's, forbid. That's some communist stuff we got to get rid of in the schools because it's going to teach white children to hate themselves. Like the the level of like intellectual pretzel making that these people are doing is off the charts, man. And we can't talk about this stuff as though it's anything even slightly approximating an honest conversation about a particular theoretical analysis of racism and power in America. This is simply a just a um, blunt force instrument of white supremacist political power that these folks are are pushing on our schools. And I'm so glad that the students and community in central New York, Pennsylvania, organized to push back and and um, I hope they keep it going and I hope folks everywhere else keep it going because this is what the game is about man these folks are not interested in anything resembling critical race theory they are interested in teaching lies to their kids so their kids don't come home and ask their racist white parents difficult questions Okay, so that their kids don't look at their elders and the leaders in their community and say, hey, why are we doing these things that are really dehumanizing of other people? Why don't we support a different way of doing stuff? They got Sesame Street on this list, Manuel. Why do yep. they have Sesame Street on this list? What's Se Sesame Street is like the most benign programming there is. The only thing more benign than Sesame Street is probably Mr. Rogers. And, and maybe that's like one and one A, okay? I'm sure that what Sesame Street was talking about is like, oh, we're all different and look how we're different. And isn't it great that some people have curly hair and some people have straight hair and some people speak Spanish. <laughs> And some people speak Hindi and some people speak English and some people speak English like they're from the South and some people speak English like they're from Ireland. And isn't it great that we're a beautiful human family and shouldn't we love each other? How can you have an issue with that, right? The only place that you can come from to have an issue with that, on at least on this level, right, is if you don't want to teach your children that all human beings are equal. Right. And you don't want to have a fundamental value in education of the dignity and worth of all people. And that is what the so-called CRT critics are fighting about, man. So I think we got to, like, get down on their level and be like, nah, you're a vicious racist and you hate black and brown people and you want to lie to the kids. And we aren't going to stand for it because you want to do psychological warfare and violence to our children and your own children, for that matter. And we're not going to have it. So props to these folks in Central York, man, because I like I mean, just what kind of insanity is. Yeah. <laughs> is and the happening? thing is, like. Well, I mean, one of the ironic 
parts about this, one of the many, is that the the right-wing anti-CRT folks love citing Martin Luther King and saying like, Martin Luther King, you know, uh, content of your character, not the color of your skin. Martin Luther King would hate critical race theory. He would hate critical race theory. First of all, they're, they're wrong. They're very wrong. But in any case, on this list is like, as you pointed out, I am Martin Luther King Jr. So how are the kids yeah. gonna know that Martin Luther King hated critical race theory if they can't even learn about Martin Luther King or at least, you know, read a book about Martin Luther King. It's just, it's it's quite, quite ridiculous. And the thing about it that really scares me is that this was a unanimous vote by the school board to ban all of these resources. That was unanimous. And if the resource list wasn't as ridiculous as it is, like, let's say you cut off like half of the stuff on here that's like the obvious, like, why is this on here? I love my hair. Like, why is that on there? Sesame Street, why is that? Like, if you cut off the half of the list, that's like the most obvious of like being ridiculous to, to try to ban. Maybe it wouldn't have received the attention that it received and maybe it would have remained in place. Like, to me, the scary part of it is that like, of all the ridiculousness that we see coming out, it's so ridiculous that it gains a lot of attention and folks see it as clown stuff, which it is. And if only they were a little bit better at really like shutting things down and a little bit better at considering the optics of things, maybe they get a lot further than they're getting right now. And, and right now they've gotten pretty far because what is it, 26 states or so that have the anti-critical uh, race theory, quote unquote, legislation out there. So it's, it's kind of scary how this needed to be this ridiculous and have this much pushback and go viral and do all that stuff in order to finally, for the school board to be like, okay, 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 we will stop, we'll stop. Because you know how many other school boards out there are doing the same thing, but are better at it and knowing to not, not make it so ridiculous that the internet can't help but jump on it. But yeah, it's, it's scary stuff. And it does, uh, it certainly it reminds us that the power of student voice and student led um, efforts to, to stand up to these school boards. I think we're gonna see more and more school boards like this based on what you see uh, in terms of who's showing up at school board meetings and the organizing that's happening on the right to get uh, right wing extremists on school boards. Like there are going to be more school boards out there who are gonna undertake similar efforts. And I think the, the power of the students and the power of students using the tools at their disposal, the uh, obviously uh, social media networks and all that to gain attention uh, to their efforts. I think that's that's a tool that we cannot underestimate and we need to, educators everywhere who who are in areas where things like this are happening, I think it, it it's very important that those educators really, really um, have conversations with their students and help students see the power of their own their own voice and their own activism. I know in my ethnic studies classes, we've recently been studying the um, 1968 East LA blowouts, and you know my students had never heard about that. They never heard about those those walkouts, and in seeing that example of like, yo, students who who have been pushed to the side and marginalized and and left left just forgotten like there's a lot of power in them coming together and standing up against racist policies and standing up against the oppression that's out there so i'm really hoping that you know uh, you and i jeff you know we've talked about this at length on this show several times just the the importance of like standing up against these bands and against all this all this nonsense out there and i'm really hoping that this is a, a sign of of what's more to come when when students get in on it and students start saying like yo why why don't you want me to learn about my own community or other communities and you know hopefully this is a, a 
the first of many, well, not even the first, but hopefully this is uh, the beginning of a more robust pattern of students standing up to these these wild school boards, man. It's wild, man. It's wild out there. It's, it's so wild. And as you were talking, I just realized, man, well, we have had two authors, uh, really, I guess, three authors who are on this list, okay? Oh, yeah. So, uh, Goldie Muhammad, right? Uh, so shout, shout out to Goldie. Uh, you made the list. <laughs> Congratulations on being banned. And uh, also our recent guests, uh, Dr. Carla Espana and Dr. Lucia Dida Herrera, um, authors of En Comunidad, also made the list. Okay. Yep. So appar apparently valuing the language of your, uh, you know, your multilingual students is, uh, is dangerous. Okay. I ain't gonna lie, man. I searched for. I was like, "Ooh, did they have all the above on there under like <laughs> online stuff?" And they didn't. I was a little sad. I would. I would be dope. I would. I would frame it if they did. <laughs> I'm sure like, they would have us on there if they knew we existed. We for sure would have been on there. I would teach my kids someday. Like, oh yeah, pops got banned in Pennsylvania, dude. <laughs> that would be yeah. Uh, that'd be great. Uh, I I relish the opportunity. Um, I you know the, it is it is stunning to me right uh and maybe it shouldn't be though that um in that context right like people who are writing texts to educate educators these folks want to ban right um and also i happen to catch they have and this this is crazy jane elliott's variety of videos okay so for those who maybe don't know um you you might actually know but just not remember the name if you ever saw the videos from like, I, I wanna say it was the 70s, uh, Jane Elliott was doing these sort of like live experiments with kids in the classroom where she's with white kids, where she separated the blue eyed and the brown eyed kids and like gave the blue eyed kids certain privileges and told the brown eyed kids they weren't working hard enough and all this stuff. And it was essentially like this little experiment about how racism works and functions and manifests, right? Um, and of course, she's done a lot of things since then, talks and writings and speeches and stuff all along the lines of challenging white supremacy and racism. Uh, and they didn't even call out like a video. They were just like the the collected works of, of Jane Elliott. Yes, <laughs> all of them. So they were just like, no, no for you, Jane Elliott. Uh, at least her videos, maybe her articles uh, still qualify. So, um, I mean, it it is it is both. I I'm stuck in these simultaneous feelings, Manuel, of like outrage and disgust and and like fear about the fascism of this. And also just like, it's it's hilarious. Like on some level it is in a very dark way. It's also just funny how absurd these people are um, with just, you know, their, like what they are revealing, right? Um, to, to borrow, um, you know, Bettina Love's critique of how school systems all of a sudden had billions of dollars last year to fund um, you know, Chromebooks for every kid uh, out of nowhere. But of course, we, we've only had like one computer in the class with kids for all of educational history before that. Uh, it's like they're showing their hand here as well, right? Like, first of all, none of them have read or seen hardly any of these things, okay? So they don't even know what's in these resources that they are trying to ban. Uh, because honestly, if they really try to put together a thoughtful list of things to ban, 
some of the stuff on here is just ridiculous to include. And, and there's a lot of other stuff they could have included, <laughs> you know, that's like far more actually radical, right? Um, you know, I didn't see any like Angela Davis on here or, you know, some things of that nature. So uh, it, it is, it's humorous in the sense that they are so convoluted in their thinking, right? And it's so absurd on its face that you have to laugh at it. I mean, you also kind of want to cry and like, you know, go hide from, <laughs> from these people. But, um, you know, this, this is where we are, man. And in, in a very real way, you know, I think it's easy for us in some ways to like, to laugh at uh, small towns or more conservative parts of the country or just whiter parts of the country in general that are really going through this, where people are showing up to the school boards and talking, you know, putting spoons on their forehead and talking about the vaccine makes you magnetic and this and that um, and no CRT. But, the, you know, I think we we ignore these folks at our, you know, at our own peril. And they are very much... Uh, not alone in terms of the, you know, the ways in which these ideas can infiltrate spaces, um, you know, across the educational spectrum and the chilling effect that it has, right? So like, we might not get here in LA, this type of just like total insanity, like you can't watch any Jane Elliott videos and you can't read the book about black kids having ha nice hair or whatever, right? Um, but, this, you know, the the sort of, well, how do we moderate to like not upset these people side effect could result in something like, well, let's not focus on cultivating genius. Right. Let's let's just let's just do something that's more middle of the road and that doesn't really challenge anti-blackness in the curriculum. Let's just talk about how we're all, you know, humans or whatever. Right. And that, I think, is a, is a big worry. Uh, about this kind of stuff in my mind is that it, you know, the, the capitulation that we could see uh, for political reasons to these folks, like they are pulling the conversation way, way, way to the extreme right and, um, you know, in a dangerous way. And that could have the effect of like, oh, we're going to pull back from that. And now we're, we've just shifted to the right and we're calling that position the moderate position. When in, when in actuality, it's it's an increasingly, you know, complicit with white supremacy position. So I worry a lot about that. Yeah, all of that. But I'm still thinking about how you pointed out that this is something that, like, is both shocking and painful, but also, like, you can't help but laugh at it. And that just reminded me of another story that, you know, we're not going to talk about for this passing period because we, you know, we're reaching the end of the episode. But um, something else that was shocking and painful and also made me laugh is the the school staffer, um, the staff member at um, Mabel Rush Elementary School, who who showed up earlier this week in blackface. And she didn't show up in blackface. This is a, a a white woman teacher. She didn't show up in blackface for like a spirit day or for Halloween and stuff. And and not you know those instances where oh I didn't mean it to be racist. I was just trying to do this and that. No, she showed up in blackface because she wanted to um, dress like or appear like Rosa Parks. And she didn't want to appear like Rosa Parks because she was um, wanting to commemorate uh, Rosa Parks' struggle in the um, civil rights movement. Um, she wanted to liken her own protest to Rosa Parks' protest. Um, and in this case, the, the, the elementary school staff member was saying that vaccine mandates 
and requiring the vaccine in order to, uh, you know, go to this this bar, this restaurant and whatever is um, the same as the racial segregation that uh, Rosa Parks fought against. So she uh, showed up in blackface as Rosa Parks to um, liken her own anti-vax effort as um, Rosa Parks' anti-racism uh, effort. So another story that made me um, want to cry, but also made me want to laugh because it's quite, <laughs> quite ridiculous. But if we talked about every ridiculous story that's out there, Jeff, um, our podcast would need to be a daily podcast and it would be... Uh, a hell of a long park because there's so much and it's hard to even keep up and it's just hard. And that was a, a you know, staff member in Oregon and a lot of folks think Oregon some kind of like, you know, liberal, you know, uh, what are they, West Coast elite, whatever, but um, Oregon is definitely not that. Just like California, there are, uh, there's a wide variety depending on how, how far you go in either direction. And that's just, uh, yeah, all this nonsense, man, all this nonsense, yet here we are, all of the above, AOTA family, hanging together, fighting through it all, expanding our learning, it's expanding our, our understanding of how we could help the next generation of students um, build a better, more humanizing world than the one that we are leaving them. And we just appreciate everybody who is uh, part of the AOTA family who's been listening to us or, or watching our show. And, and definitely we wanna shout out a, a listener who sent us a very, very nice note. Uh, so Julia Schultz, shout out to you. Thank you very much for your for your note. She, um, she left a note on our website expressing her appreciation for all of the above and her uh, appreciation for a lot of the, the guests we've had, including Carla España and, and Luz uh, Yadira Herrera. And yeah, it's just nice knowing that, Jeff, it's, it's just nice knowing that you and I aren't alone in this, that, that there is... There's a lot of us, a lot of educators out there who also see the ridiculousness of this right-wing white fascist stuff and that also see that you know despite all of that we have we have a school system that needs needs our our attention and our support so that we could better better address and better educate our our young folks and help them make sense of this very wild and scary world around them. So shout out to uh, Julia and also everybody else that's left us reviews and, and five stars and thumbs up and all that stuff. Man, that stuff really warms our heart because it is just a two-person operation and we're full-time educators. And this school year has been very, very challenging for myself and, and a lot of other educators. And it's just nice hearing and knowing that like other folks are, are with me and all that. So yeah, man, that's about it, Jeff. Indeed. Anything else? Indeed. Um, I think you said it very well, Manuel. Um, and I think just to close, we should say to anyone else out there who wants to use iodine to dye your skin so you can pretend to be Rosa Parks, don't. That's, Real that's simple. today's just, public service just, announcement. You could <laughs> just not. <laughs> yes. Just do something else. Wise words. Wise words. Try again. <laughs> I need that on a coffee mug. Just quote unquote, don't. Jeffrey Garrett. <laughs> um, all right. So that about does it for today's passing period, folks. We love y'all. Hang in there. Keep up the good fight. We will see you a week from now for a full episode. All right. But until then, it's time for you to go ahead and get to class. <laughs>